Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. Very happy to be with you today, Saturday, December 21st. The year is slipping by. Liz Dolan is here with me. I'm yes. Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Liz is in Santa Monica. And apparently, Liz, the other sisters have just stopped showing up. Yes. <laughs> I know. There are some legitimate excuses. Monica is actually working both days this weekend so she can get some time off over Christmas. So fair enough, wouldn't you yes. say? Uh, yeah. Julie had a new granddaughter born this week. So, you know, fair enough. Um, oh, no, grandson. Grandson, Grandson. Sorry. I was like, that doesn't <laughs> Peter, count, right? Peter was born this week. So, um, and Sheila just decided, she announced she was going to take this weekend off in solidarity with Monica. <laughs> As usual. As usual. Yes. Yeah. So, so there you have it. So it's you and me. Excellent. Uh, I, I think they're working on their secret albums. I think that's what the lab rats are doing. <laughs> When Monica says work, she's really cooking up 14 tracks to drop secretly next week. Okay, can uh, we just need to confess, Leon? You and I did the show together last weekend. It was like after we finished recording the show and you edited it and posted it. I'm like, how could we not have talked about the number one news story in the entire country? The thing that all people doing any kind of talking to audiences were required to talk about last week, which was Beyonce's secret album. I, I I had some funny jokes for the top of the show that I had written, Liz, and I totally forgot to do them. And so, so there's still time. Are, are they old now? Too? No, they're old now. You know, they're old now, Liz. It doesn't. It was done. It was, you know. But good for her. I love it. I, I know. I know. I really. I Beyonce just gets better and better every year. I don't hold anything against her. No. Nope. I think she's great. Yep. I think when you even have. Madonna tweeting you and telling you how great you are, you have won. You are the official winner. And so I saw Madonna's tweet, which was, uh, Mrs. Carter crushes the BK with her badass show, Girls Run the World. So obviously we agree with that. That was hashtag SRT for freedom. Which, not sure what that means. I don't know what that <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? I thought Someone that... says, email us directly and tell us what SRT for Freedom. I even Googled it, Leah, and there's like art for freedom and there's SRT for freedom out there. I, but I don't know. Does SRT mean something in, in the Twitterverse? Like, speak? No, I don't know. Anyway. I don't, maybe it means something to do with Sriracha because that's all people on Twitter <laughs> are talking about. That was, a, that was another news story that I almost brought up last week and we didn't have time. For those of you who are not following the hot sauce shortage, it's, you know, it is literally on the news here every day in Los every Angeles. Day. Every day. Because they, the rooster hot sauce is made nearby. Yeah. There have actually been some community lawsuits against the plant that the new plant is smelling up the whole neighborhood. People yeah. are driving off the road with seizures because of the hot sauce stench. 
is just, which is not true, but uh, so I don't mean to be making jokes about seizures, but they've disproven that. So it is, it's a news story every single day here. <laughs> okay, so we'll just leave it to you to Google that if you really want the Sriracha update. Um, but one thing that is in our wheelhouse that we have to talk about, of course, is the massive security breach at Target, Leon. Yeah. 40 million people's credit information stolen between the day before Thanksgiving and this past weekend. Right. That is pretty unbelievable. And, uh, of course, I was a Target shopper during those periods with the credit card. So um, I I was so So proud of it. So you're one out of 40 million? Yes. Yes. And you know what, Liz? It's been that kind of year. So it did not surprise me at all. Haven't you already had your identity stolen once this year? Twice. Yep. Twice. Yeah. I mean, okay. We have canceled so many cards. I don't even remember now how many cards we've canceled. Uh, so I feel I feel bad for people. I, if this has not happened to you before, you bet it's a pain in the neck. Um, but it doesn't. Su- it surprises me. It's happened on a high, huge scale. But we've had things stolen from um, uh, gas stations. I mean, almost any time you swipe your card, it's an act of faith mm-hmm. anywhere because people could be stealing stuff left and right. And that's why our uh, banker has said, don't use your ATM card, uh, a debit card, because they steal your pins. That's super easy. So people have gone in and stolen money out of our bank account, which is a lot more complicated than just um, just changing your credit card. Right. That's easy. You know, when they get into your bank account, that's hard. And we've had to do that twice this year, to close, open and close accounts. Twice. Oh, wow. Yes, twice. It's a real pain in the neck. And needless to say, all the cards to go with that. So, yeah. uh, so well, it didn't surprise me. I just, <laughs> I did you just, see what Target's official response was yesterday, by the way? What, what the, is it? So I think this is, like, really not uh, what I expected of a company of the reputation of Target. So, of course, they've apologized, as well they should. Yeah. And it is their system. And I think everything, from what I understand, everything was getting stolen right at the front end. Like, not that their system got hacked into, but, like, the moment you swiped your card, in between that moment and the interface with their computers, everything was getting stolen then. But whatever. So, but they came out, I think it was just yesterday or the day before, and they said they understand how, uh, what a breach this is, and they're just so apologetic. And so they're offering a 10% discount, Leanne, for the people. That did not seem like enough, Liz. It did not seem like enough. And then, to make it even worse, that 10% discount is only good on the 21st and the 22nd. So Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I, I, so I was going to go today, so that means it's going to be really crowded. I had to get some <laughs> underwear for my Deb Ball dress. <laughs> Dang it. Should have gone yesterday. <laughs> you know what's funny? When I first heard the news story, my reaction, very different than yours. <laughs> Mine was, thank goodness I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not sure how I feel about that kind of They are also target. offering, I heard, free credit card monitoring. Oh, like, okay. you can go sign up for that. So, but we, we called our credit card company and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're on it. I mean, they're all on it. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's 40 million cards. So it affects every single company. They're on it. 
you know, you know? <laughs> it's interesting what you say about the debit card versus the credit card because I have very consciously been using my debit card a lot more lately just yeah. because I was trying to really have the money disappear more quickly. You know what I mean? Like right, instead right. of getting a credit card bill, actually just really be spending the money. And, and, and so that I could, I felt like I could monitor it better, but if there, if it's easier to steal my information using my debit card, I'm happy to go back to just, it is. I mean, that's all where Amex put, all the time. Yeah. That's where they put the fake things. Like they put their, their, um, credit card machine on top of the real one. So that's oh, why like yeah. gas stations where that right. they're not closely monitored, they can switch out machines. Okay. I'm uh, not using the right terminology, but the, that is not I'm right. sure. Mary, Mary, you're in the computer security business. If you want to explain <laughs> to us what we, sh- what we should do about this, really, here's your new assignment. Once yeah, you finish, they, once you finish my universal password project. So, so I, yeah, I was sorry to see Target get hit. Um, but with the year we've had, I was like, eh. <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll just cancel the cards and move on. Uh, you know, now our credit card company calls us pretty much every day. Like, did you buy this? Did you buy this? Did you buy this? Yep. Nope. Yep. You know, so anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I had uh, the other day at work, you know, some t- part of my job is often to organize big meetings and get everyone in a room and tell them what to do. And so sometimes it means my department, we have people that, you know, like 30 people will come in from all over the world and for two days we'll work on something and then everybody will go home. Well, we just did that a couple weeks ago. And uh, so all the hotel arrangements and everything had been made through my office. And somebody from my office walked in the other day and they said, um, Liz, we want to let you know there's been a little bit of a billing issue with the, with the meeting. And I'm like, what kind of issue? And they said, well, instead of billing us, if you look at your Amex statement, you will see you just got charged $42,000. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, you are not responsible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're telling me I'm not. But well, that's a lot of miles, though, Liz. That's a lot of cash back. <laughs> but my thought was, yeah. But my thought was, shouldn't uh, wouldn't Amex have alerted me that like right? Some, I would consider that unauthorized activity on my account. Like yeah. if all of a sudden somebody charges forty two thousand dollars to your card, they don't even call. What is that about? Sometimes. They were busy handling all the Target mess. I guess so. Anyway, it'll it'll go away, and it's you know not my fault, not my money, not my problem, uh, unless I can't. Now I really can't do any Christmas shopping now because I'm sure by now <laughs> my card is frozen. Uh, okay, moving on to a this is news that's breaking right now as we record this show on Saturday the 21st. So if um, by the time you hear this, you already know how this turned out. Sorry. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, but when I saw this story, I immediately thought of you, Leon, uh, famous claustrophobic Leon Dolan. And I read the story that you can just summarize in three words, snorkels in space. And I thought, oh, my God, what could be worse than that? No. So... I just, can you, so this is, right now, as we speak, two NASA astronauts are doing a spacewalk because they have to replace the pump module, you know, the cooling system on the ISS hasn't been working, so two astronauts are out there trying to fix it now. But as you recall, earlier in the year, in July, um, one of the astronauts, whose name is Richard Mastraccio, was out there working on something, and his helmet filled with water... And he almost drowned doing a spacewalk. Oh, really? 
Oh, yeah. You didn't hear that part of I it? I must have been on my book tour. That yes. is new to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that would... Um, now I'm wow. sorry. I'm that, sorry you now, have... That, now my palms are sweating. That <laughs> is a I'm horrible... sorry you have that image in your head now, Leanne, because that... Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I, I think... So, right. So, his... his um, Water, there was a leak in the cooling system in his spacesuit, and water partly filled the helmet, and literally, he was barely able to get back inside the spacecraft. The water had already covered his eyes and blocked. Okay, stop. You've got to stop. <laughs> Are you seriously? I get it, Liz. I've seen I've okay. seen all the movies. I've seen Batman where the water crawls. I've seen it. Okay, so okay now, so now you imagine that's the problem they're trying to fix in order to go out and fix the cooling system today. Oh. So, yeah, so the geniuses at NASA working with what's already on the ISS, right? It's not like they can, you know, go to Big Five, buy some snorkels, and send them up. Right. Um, they, they, so now they have fashioned, just as a fail-safe system, snorkels for the two astronauts going out that are currently working on the cooling system. So in the event that their helmets start to fill with water again, there is a way for them to breathe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, okay, that's Ooh. all bad enough. Yeah. They have also installed an absorbent pad in the back of the helmet. We can... Ladies, we can imagine what that is. Um, <laughs> that you could buy at, at a big pot or Target. <laughs> so that can hold up to 27 ounces of fluid, it said. And a head diaper. <laughs> we put in a head diaper. Yes. And here's what they have told the astronauts to do. Every once in a while, just to see if it's leaking back there, because they might not know. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, the astronauts are just supposed to tilt their heads back to check if the, quote, pads have become squishy. Oh, wow. So, so far so good in the spacewalk. They said no squishiness. Um, but here's the part that, so all of this is like, good for you, astronauts. I mean, I saw the movie Gravity. You couldn't get me up there. But um, here's the thing that amazed me. So one of the two astronauts is actually Richard Mastraccio. So same guy that almost drowned in July. He's out there doing this right now. And here's the kicker, Leon. Wearing the same spacesuit. <laughs> now, Liz, that's why they're astronauts, Liz. That's why you and I are not astronauts. And oh. they, they have the right stuff. Maybe you've heard. How could you get back into that same spacesuit? Yeah, because you're an astronaut, Liz. <laughs> that's, they, they really, they really pick fine people. Apparently, to be astronauts. they do. I, you know, I just feel like well, that is incredible. I will agree with you. Right. To have the, the bravery to do it again. And you got to go out there and you got to, like, fix the thing. It's not like you're just, oh, let's see how this goes. You really have to be able to focus. So, anyway, the snorkels are made out of plastic tubing and vel- Velcro. <laughs> so, the tubes extend um, from the helmet down into the chest area of the spacesuit. So, if water is encroaching on the astronaut's face, says the lead spacewalk officer, quote, this is your last resort. <laughs> it's not funny. I, we, it's, we're, no. I shouldn't laugh. It just, that does sound like the kind of thing a 12-year-old boy would cook up. Yes. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know what, Mom? I thought I'd put on this astronaut helmet and try to go in the pool. You know, I mean, that's like, that's what they would do. 
<laughs> so the you're right. We shouldn't joke about it because it's yeah. happening right now. Um, if something terrible happens, we will of course be editing this section out of the show. <laughs> out um, of the show, <laughs> or we will be fired. Oh wait, you can't fire us. <laughs> okay. Free podcast. No one cares what we say. <laughs> Snorkels in space. Stay tuned for more on that. Hey, speaking of free podcast, uh, it is a nomination time for the Stitcher Awards, and we have a couple of more days. The nominations uh, count until the 24th of December. So if you are a Stitcher user, um, you can go to Stitcher.com. We have links on our Facebook page. Uh, every day, actually, we've been reminding people. We're looking for nominations in the best overall show category and the best health and lifestyle <laughs> category and maybe we should do some more health segments liz uh to just live up to that brand but i think that counted as a health segment yeah can uh, we, right how to not die in space yeah i think that's that's all about health the yeah people have wondered why we want to win the health and lifestyle category and it's purely because for some reason that's the category stitcher puts us in right i can't remember whether we originally registered at that that seems like a long shot but I, you know, I think it's more just they have this knee-jerk reaction that anytime it's women talking, they assume it's lifestyle. Leah, yes. And that it couldn't possibly be news. And right. So, um, and we're, we're happy to be a lifestyle show. I, yeah. I, no, I, yes. right. News would imply that there's fact-checking happening and things like that. <laughs> No. There's complete reading of stories before you deliver them on the air. That's, so we are in the same category as, like, uh, the Savage Love Show and Jillian Michaels. So that, that you know, is kind of funny. But um, anyway, if you're interested, if you're a Stitcher user, two more days, it's fairly simple to do. I, some people have been having some trouble with the website locking up. There's nothing we can do about that. But I, it does take a little bit to load, so that's the trick. I Just wait till it fully loads before you enter us. And I like when you enter Satellite Sisters, you also have the option to pick the Rusty Satellite, which is, I think... I know. Now I'm really curious what that show is. I know. I think that's what our show will evolve into. We're all just going to be a bunch of Rusty Satellites in 10 years. So, okay, and then a couple of other uh, vaguely related stories. Another, speaking of awards, so we were nominated for two podcast awards, Mm -hmm. and that uh, in the general category, because that's all they could figure out for us, and then the People's Choice Awards. And we thank you very much. You all did the nominating, got us into that. There's a big show in Las Vegas that I am going to anyway to be a panelist at called the New Media Expo, NMX. It deals with all kinds of online media, from websites to blogs to, you know, Instagram accounts to podcasts. So, uh, I have two related stories lists, two stories that are related to both A, hypnotists, and B, Las Vegas. So what are the chances? Oh, oh. <laughs> is there a magician involved, too? No, oh, just hypnotist list. All right, so I'm going to the podcast awards. It's January 5th, and I'm doing a panel discussion at these new, this new media expo called um, – it's Women in Podcasting, our panel discussion. And it's called Ladies, Start Your Microphone. And I'm on with uh, Lisa Marshall, who does a business podcast. Uh, I'm on with uh, Yogia – Yogi Elsie, who does a who does a really good yoga podcast, and I'm on with Mignon Fogarty, who does the Grammar Girl podcast. Oh, that'll um, be really fun. Yes, and I had to email Mignon this week, 
and I made a grammatical error list and I felt like a freaking idiot. Okay. <laughs> and it was one of those, like, it was like, I was doomed for, I was like, Oh God, I'm great. I'm emailing grammar girl. Oh, I hope this works out. And I, I, I messed up R and R. Like, I mean, how's do I, what the heck? Oh my gosh, Liz. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. But anyway, this week to promote it, I was invited to be on a Google Hangout. Yes. Uh, with Lisa, who was Marshall, our panel moderator. And, um, but then a, a bunch of other like random podcasters that are appear, appearing. And they made a big deal like, you're the first women we've had on the Google Hangouts. And I was like, okay. How is that right. possible? First I don't, of all? you know. Well, why I do they think that makes you feel good? Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, ooh, but, yeah, it doesn't. I know. Liz, this is. I think that's what set me up for like the slow burning anger that uh, I raised the podcast to hang out with. You know, I was happy to do it. I thought it was good. They'd sent us a million things. I had to send bullet points on. Please tell us about yourself. And you know, we were instructed like eight million times. Oh, just pretend you're hanging out in the hallway. You know, talking about podcasting. We were supposed. To, we were supposed to think about sharing our. You know. Best tips for new people new to podcasting. So, and I had to immediately go to a Christmas party afterwards. So I had to like blow dry my hair and put makeup on and everything. So I was good. And of course there were some technical difficulties, but we were all up and rolling at four o'clock. But one of the other people on the Google Hangout was, was a guy who apparently is a radio host slash hypnotist. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And he was also, he was sponsoring one of the sponsors of New Media Expo. Liz, all I know is that he's on a network called Get Rich Radio, and uh, we should have been on that network, first of all. <laughs> we that should is, have invented it. Why didn't that we invent not that? The network for us. <laughs> and he had one of those, like, really deep, goofy, kind of throwback radio voices. And yeah. I'm sorry, but that's, you know, Mr. Radio Announcer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, and he seemed to have missed the memo on, like, this is just us chatting in a hallway. He was just... He, like, overtook the Hangout and was trying to, like, sell it, like, sell the New Media Expo. It was just the, it was just an odd take when he would get, like, a simple question. It would just be very, his response would be, like, he was Mr. Announcer Man, okay? <laughs> and, but also super self-promotional. Managed to mention, like, 800 times, Get Rich Radio, and you can buy my ebook, and I also give this. It was just... <laughs> I was wow, like, huh. that sounds super annoying. Yeah, it was annoying, you know, but okay, it's an hour of my life. And I did like Lisa, my panelist. She was doing a fine job, my moderator. So um, so we were supposed to be giving our tips to newbies, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my tip to new p- people trying to do anything new creatively, like because I get asked a lot about writing, as you might imagine, too. Mm-hmm. I, I My tip is always this. Try to do the best possible show you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, if you start worrying about, like, money or contracts, your sponsors, like, that's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You should go forth, like, you're never going to make a dime. And just do the show you want to do or write the book you want to write or make sure it's the best possible manuscript you can create before you start sending it out. Like, that's always my tip. Like, the work is the most important thing. And but his That tip, is a refreshing change from what you hear in, in the world. Thank you, Liz. Good for you, Liam. Yes. I, I still believe that it actually matters. Quality actually matters of content, not just volume, not just quantity. So Mr. Hypnotist announced man, Liz, wow. He's going to be there Saturday night doing live hypnotism. So we, really? we're we not going to that. I can tell you that. Uh, 
So, and then he's the keynote speaker right before our panel. So Mr. Hypnotist Guy starts going on and on about just, his tip is, you need to learn to enunciate. Like, it was like 9,000 syllables. I didn't know enunciate had that many syllables. And then he went on. That was really his most important tip? Most important tip, Liz, was enunciation. And then he he went on and on about studies have shown that people with deep timber voices sell more things. Your job is to convince people they need stuff they didn't even know they needed. And if you have a deep voice, then that is really going to, you know, help you do that. And you'll probably notice that... People on the radio all have deep voices, and I'm just, my head's about to blow off. And so when he finally stopped enunciating, I said, hey, you know, I actually think the reason that most people on the radio have deep timber voices is that most of the executives in radio are men. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. Score one for the sisterhood. Yeah. And did, what, how did Mr. Announcer Man come back to you on well, that one? Well, you know, Liz, remember in our radio days when we uh-huh. heard stuff like that? Pretty much constantly. Like yes. thinly veiled sexist comments about uh-huh. why men on the radio are better than women. Like, oh, you cackle and you're, you screech and, yes. oh, you laugh too much. And then too much famously, but, but they, they would use the word giggle instead of laugh. You right. know, they would never accuse a man of giggling. Right. But with us, when we were laughing, it was always described as a giggle. Right. And nobody laughs more than the car talk brothers one of the most successful shows like ever in the history of radio but no we were always giggling too much and cackling and at one time famously one of our producers in public radio just told us to stop talking (laughs) stop talking (laughs) that That does make for a good show yeah, that's when it was over for us on public radio. When the guy who was supposed to be really shaping our show told us to stop talking. So, uh, so he said, so he responded like men always respond when you call him out on, not always, not always, but often respond, you know, I love the ladies. <laughs> thank you, Ron Burgundy. That, I mean, thank you. It's like, oh my God. In this day and age, it's really crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's just, it's so stupid. Plus, it's so wrong. Like, actually, we had a much higher ad rate on the air than, say, I don't know, Sean Hannity. Because we actually brought in an audience of people who buy stuff. Women, 35 to 50. (laughs) Did not matter the timber of our voice. And he was just so appalling in every way. I can't even tell you. Wow. So so at this New Media Expo, are you going to be surrounded by... Those kinds of you know, honestly, new media pioneers. I wasn't actually planning on going to the con- <laughs> to the conference. Oh, you're just going to the award ceremony. Yeah, well, I'm going to my panel. It never occurred yeah. to me to, like go to breakouts. I just I'm going to Vegas with my husband. Uh, we're staying right. at the Mandarin Oriental. Oh, uh, that'll be great. Yeah, like no, because we're just gonna. It's our anniversary. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. I thought I'd show up for the two things, and okay. <laughs> I, I didn't actually plan on doing anything. At the conference. Right. So I don't know who I'm going to meet. I mean, my panel's great, and I'll spend a full day there. Sunday, I, I, we start at 2.30, so I'll probably be there all day. And then the awards are at 6, so that's it. But, you know, we're flying in Saturday, and I, I, we're just going to go out to dinner and yeah. stuff. So, uh, so anyway, and here's one thing we won't be doing in Vegas, Liz, because then I, I'm thinking about, like, Hypnotist Vegas. And then there's a big story in the L.A. Times today about a, a Las Vegas hypnotist named... Anthony 
cools. Okay, and I'm just warning you, if you're listening to ki- with kids, this is an R-rated story. And the reason it's an R-rated story is because Anthony Cools is, quote, an R-rated hypnotist, Liz. Okay? This really? Is, yes. Mm, I was like, tell me more. That? What does that mean, right? Yeah. Like, so, Liz, he... He tries to dig deeper with his hypnotism, so he's tired of seeing people, you know, get hypnotized and squawk like chickens. He said there has to be more to the art of hypnotism than making people squawk like chickens. Okay. So, I buy so that. So, Liz, this is what he gets people to do. Uh, it's R-rated. So, um, here, <laughs> okay. He has people, like, convinces them to simulate sex with a chair and in one case, it was so hilarious when a grandma doing it took out her dentures. <laughs> so, oh, my God. I know. So oh. I won't be going to this show either. <laughs> I was like, what? What? Like, all of that. Or a guy with a prosthetic leg took his leg off while simulating sex. I was like, what is that? What is entertaining about that? Right. <laughs> I don't. What? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Wow, Vegas. You can always find a good time. You'll just have to go back to Danny Gann's Man of a Thousand Voices. Yes. Well, he died, Liz. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. It was, it was a weird freakish death uh, a couple years ago. Really? But I am looking forward to meeting Grammar Girl uh, now that I'm hugely embarrassed that I, you know, it was just a typo. It's not real. I don't believe R-O-U-R is the same as A-R-E, but that's what I wrote in my life email and uh it was a self-fulfilling prophecy as soon as you know you're typing into gram- grammar girl but i'm looking forward to meeting the other women mm-hmm. and i do think there's a value to having a women podcasting panel we had discussed sort of theoretically is this you know is this the wrong message to send but i said we just don't get any we have to support each other yes, you know we yes. have to create an informal network of support it's not like we're creating content that's all the same our shows could not be more different right we have to be able to support each other. We're not competitors. We're a community. And people who listen to our show would also be interested in Grammar Girl. And they're going to be interested. Lisa's launching a new show talking to, like, 40 female business leaders mm-hmm. in 2014. And Elsie's uh, yoga show is fantastic. So, uh, right. And that's why we supported the history checks in the yes. voting. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we, we need to be a voting block. Right. So, uh, and we need, because there are plenty of guys like the hypnotist who enunciates. <laughs> I love the ladies. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, speaking of the ladies, I did um, I did ask for the help of the community this morning, and uh, tips are pouring in already on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Here is the deal. The uh, tomorrow morning, I am leaving to drive to Oregon, and I am spending the Christmas vacation in Bend, Oregon. And yes, I know it's crazy to drive, but dogs don't fly. (laughs) So (laughs) Ferris will be in the backseat as my co-pilot and we'll be fine. I even put my snow tires on last nightly and went to the store, uh, the tire store that is, and uh, got some brand new fancy snow tires. So I posted on Facebook this morning. This is my favorite thing about the drive is that I pick a couple of very special audio books and really you're just on the road for nine or 10 hours at a time and you have someone telling you a story. 
So I said, anyone have any audiobooks they want to suggest? I particularly wanted to try some things outside of my usual stuff. You know, I read a lot of biographies and memoirs and nonfiction, but I really wanted recommendation for thrillers and things that would be a little bit different. So, Tammy suggested The Goldfinch, Leah, okay. and I believe you have read The Goldfinch, correct? I, I'm halfway, I'm three-quarters of the way through. I had to, I had to read a couple books this week to blurb for people. So, uh, um, so I'm three quarters of the way through. I would think it would be a really long book on tape. It's a really long book. Here's the thing. Exactly. So Tammy, when you suggested, I was like, you know, I thought of the goldfinch and for some reason I didn't download that. And then I went back to audible.com and I saw the reason I didn't download it is because the audio book is 32 hours long. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it takes 32 hours just to read. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Very dense book. Right. So um, I'm still considering it. So thank you. But 32 hours means I can drive all the way to Oregon <laughs> and all the way home and still only be two-thirds of the way through it, So, which is not my goal. Uh, Carrie suggested, she said, I know it's not a thriller, but how about Danielle Steele? She's been rereading a little Danielle Steele, and she's enjoying that. She says, it's very 1987. Yeah. So, um, so that would be good. Uh, there was another suggestion. A lot of like mysteries, like uh, the um, what's her name, Linda Fairstein, right. Michael Connolly. A uh, lot of good ones like that. So I'm going to think through all of those. Alyssa said she suggested Gone Girl and. That is the one that I listened to last summer when I drove to Oregon. Like, that's that's the perfect driving book. Perfect. Yeah. And it's a fantastic audio book because it's the he said, she said story structure. So you have a male and a female reader. And it really, really is interesting. Uh, So there are a bunch of other suggestions here. I did... Um, there was one suggestion, it's a series, a trilogy, I guess, called Divergent. And so I looked that up, and one of the first words in the description was dystopian. And mm, <laughs> I'm just not in a mood for dystopian. You know, maybe another time. Go yeah, in and that Liz, direction. you know, that's YA, and I think yeah. you are not a YA reader. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, There's too yeah. much going back on, on details in YA. Oh, so, really? And some people, right. I mean, they, Some people love that, though. Some people love that. It is wildly popular. It's like the top three spots. It's going to be a new movie. But, yeah, I don't think that's your type of thing. Okay. The one yeah. I have already downloaded, which I have not read yet, is Unbroken. And cause, oh, because everyone I know who read that book absolutely loved it. Did you read that yet, Leon? I had not, did not read it, but Colin listened to the audio book. That was his summer reading oh, last year. Oh. So he listened to the audio book on his own. He loves audio books, my 16 year old. And, uh, and so he, he, he loved the story and he loved the book. He said yes. it was really fantastic. Right. Well, so I know Monica read the book and she loved it. So, um, so I have Unbroken in the queue. And then I'm just, so I'm just looking for a couple of other things that might be lighter, which is why I was thinking like mystery, thriller, something um, uh, in that realm. So if you have any other suggestions for me, go to the Satellite Sisters group. Uh, and Oh, a couple of people suggested Bossy Pants, which I have already listened to, which is, which is awesome because yeah. it's not only Tina Fey's writing, but t- obviously Tina Fey reads it and you get all kinds of special commentary from Tina Fey as she's going through it. So I do tend to gravitate towards, you know, books like that where you know if the, the storyteller itself, herself or himself is really great. I love to read that. But um, 
Anyway, so I'm all ears, going to be downloading all day, and, and then I have to come home, too. So anytime over the Christmas holiday, <laughs> if there's anything you want to suggest, uh, go for it. Um, well, when Colin and I made this ride last year, um, we downloaded, um, oh, shoot, why well, I can't, uh, it wasn't Elmore Leonard. I forgot. Maybe it was Elmore Leonard. Uh, okay, we 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 downloaded. It's a good story, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we downloaded a popular podcasting pioneers, a popular South Florida mystery writer. <laughs> oh, I, like, I know who you mean, the guy from yeah. Miami, who I love. Yeah. Yes, I. <laughs> yes, so we downloaded his new book, like Chicken Legs or something. I forget totally what it was called, but and it was so wildly inappropriate. Carl Hyacin, you're talking yes, about. Yes, Carl, correct? exactly okay. right. And chicken fingers or whatever the name of that book was. And it was so wildly inappropriate for a mother and son to be listening to. Oh, really? As Colin said, well, now I know what bestiality is. So, um, good work, mom. Yeah. So in fact, we just, we just abandoned the book. He's like, I'll just listen to the rest of it by myself. I was like, fine. Uh, and then we got a suggestion came in from Ma Schmidt there in Iowa, the Mr. Penumbra's 24 hour bookstore, which uh-huh. was Perfect. It was like a 12-hour book, Liz. It's a thriller. It's a book for people who love books and bookstores. And it now is the pick this year for Pasadena's one book, one story, one city kind of thing. So that's a good one if you're really looking for something that keeps you moving. Because I did all 950 miles from Portland to Pasadena, one book, one day. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, you need to keep it moving. Okay, well, uh, thank you so far for all your suggestions, and I'm really um, going to enjoy uh, the drive because of it. <laughs> so now here's another thing I need to accomplish over the Christmas holiday. This goes squarely in the no good deed goes unpunished category. <laughs> um, a, um, a colleague of mine at work, asked if I would write letters of recommendation for business school applications. And, you know, I'm always happy to support that kind of stuff. You want to do better in your life? Great. You you know, and um, it's someone that I work with a lot, you know, whose work I admire. So no problem. I happily agreed. And, um, but now it's just as bad as being the applicant. Now over the holiday, I have four different, um, letters I need to write. And all the schools are the super top flight schools. So it's Harvard Business School, Stanford Business School, Wharton, and Berkeley. And um, of course, they all have completely different questions and different formats. And it's online. And I was looking at this the other day and I was like, oh man, okay. I really like every night, like the first four nights of my vacation, I just have to knock out one of these. But then I remembered that we have a business school application coaching family. Uh, For those of you who have not been following closely for a long time, Julie Dolan, our sister Julie, used to be in the business school business. She was actually on the admissions committee at the Stanford University Graduate School of Business for a while. Yes, yeah. So I thought I would call Julie and just get some tips. Like, what are these people actually looking for? Because... I never went to business school. I have no idea what a business school would want. I really, I really don't know. And uh, it was very helpful for Julie's, Julie's number one tip for me. She's like, excellence is not enough. 
Everybody is excellent. Don't even use words like excellent because everybody who is applying to these kinds of schools has excellent grades and excellent GMATs, and they are just generally excellent so far in life, right? Because that's why they're applying to business school. They're on the ladder and they're doing well on the ladder. She said, what you really have to find, you have to convince this admissions committee that this person is like totally original in some way and has had a huge lasting impact on you. And you already know a lot of totally original people. So for someone to have had an impact on you at that level, they really have to be super special. Wow. I'm like, this is just the guy down the hall. Yeah. I didn't even say that about my children. I know. She's like, there's just, you read these applications and they're just incredibly the same over and over again. So it's, um, it has to be like lasting impressions and really original. And obviously, and she said in some of the schools, they're actually, the, the admissions committee are looking for senses of humor. I'm like, really? She said, yep, more of a West Coast thing than an East Coast thing, but they like to see humor and creativity. And so in some ways, this helps because it means you're the writer. Leanne, you can tell me how to do this. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like I, given that brief, what you really need is one killer anecdote. It's exactly right, Liz. Yeah, you need yeah. one super specific thing. Like yes. we were in a meeting once or we yes. were looking for a solution to X yes. and he suggested Y and it blew my socks off. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think some version of that then can be repurposed for all of these applications. Wow. You know, Liz, this is like, it's like being a parent when you have to fill out um, the 9 million forms of emergency contact forms for every single thing in your child's life. And they're all slightly different. And you're like, can't somebody just standardize the freaking forms? (laughs) It's all the same information. And it just, it does seem, especially at a business school level, because they're asking people who presumably have jobs yes, right. to write these. I mean, you're not, so, I, I mean, it's like I feel for those teachers in high school, the English and math teachers in particular just get hammered. And that is a lot of work. And a good recommendation is it takes a lot of time and a lot of thought. That's another thing. Julie said at business school, the recommendations really, really matter oh, because, gosh. because everyone's scores are perfect. Why don't you have Julie write it? Just have <laughs> just maybe Julie could set up like a mad list. Just, you know, fill in some blanks. I highly recommend blank because when we did blank, he did blankly blank blank. Well I remember when Julie was reading those um uh, Stanford applications and that year she got what they call the reject pile. So they had already like called out all of these people because they only accept 300 people a year or something. And but then somebody rereads everything uh, that everyone that's been pulled out in case they missed something really good. And I remember that there was somebody in Julie's pile. I won't provide too many details because I'm sure it's a gross violation of some kind of confidentiality. <laughs> but this person had been a road manager for a very famous rock musician. Right. That, oh, that that's had, cool. That has exactly that had been his career up until that point, and now he wanted to go to business school. So Julie happened to tell her boys, who were like the age of your boys then. So this was, you know, her boys were teenagers, Nick and Will. 
that this famous rock musician's road manager was trying to get in, but he was already in the reject pile. And they were, Nick and Will were like, Mom, you have to let him in. <laughs> like, who more would you want running a business than a guy that worked for the guy? And Anyway, I have no idea how that turned out. Uh, I just thought it was really funny. And uh, that it would seem to me that someone like that is a total original. Right. Uh, but she said they, then they have to balance the class. You know, right. I, I don't know. So I'm the, so that's my little assignment. Well, Liz, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did more admissions interviews at my alma mater, Pomona College. Um, right. They are admissions. So I did a total of six this year. They, they bring us in and, um, and, you know, I, the first week I had like three superstars. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I don't know how they make these choices. I'd pick every kid. And then the second week I had a couple of kids that I thought you should not have interviewed. Like you, mm-hmm. this was a big mistake for you. Cause I said the first week, boy, are all of them so great? They're like, no, no, you're going to come across some. You're like, mm. and the, you know, it doesn't matter in a, you might want to mention eye contact that maybe the person you're writing a lot of uh, the recommendations for has excellent eye contact. Oh, okay. Because, because some of your candidates did not. And it was the difference between, like, just knocking it out of the park and, like, hmm, that's fine. That kid was fine. Just the fact that if they could talk to adults and actually communicate, it literally didn't even matter what they were talking about. One young woman, again, I don't want to reveal too much, but she... <laughs> she was very passionate, Liz, about food allergies. And <laughs> very, very passionate. She's going to have a tough time at a college cafeteria. I just well, got to say that. not her, Liz, because she's an advocate, and this is where she's headed with her life's work. And, oh. in fact, she showed me, she insisted on showing me her new tattoo uh, in, that, in Latin that was sort of allergy-related. Really? But well, you, you were a classics major, so, I mean, there aren't that many kids are going to come across with tattoos in Latin, Leah. No, no. And no, and but so it would, it would have been easy for me just to mock her. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, you know what? She was fantastic talking to grownups. So I it just didn't, if you're listening and you have a high school kid, just teach your kids to talk to grownups. It literally doesn't matter what they say. And if they're not good talking to grownups, don't have them interview. Yeah. Yeah. Because you <laughs> don't not, have to interview, right? No, you don't have to. No, no. And that's what they said. They said, usually it is a neutral factor uh, in admissions for them, uh-huh. except if it's a negative factor. So oh, you can okay. hurt yourself more than you can help yourself, I think, with an interview. So right. uh, anyway. Or, or with, a, with a tattoo in Latin. That could go either way. You would appreciate something like that. Yeah. But I can see some interviewers, mm, not so much. <laughs> not so much, right. <laughs> okay. If you have the chutzpah to show, like, someone who's clearly your mother's age, your tattoo, I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like a hundred years older than the other interviewers. So uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, on the admissions front, this week's admissions news. Yeah. So that's, right, that's are, my assignment over the holiday, but I understand you have a busy social schedule coming up. Liz, we have two debutante balls that we are attending in, okay. and, and we are hosting Christmas Eve and Christmas day. So, uh, but the Deb Ball, I feel like I've put all the pieces together now. I just need that one last piece of underwear that I will procure at Target. Um, after much discussion uh, in the underwear department at Macy's yesterday, I'm just going to go back to Target and get what I need. Um, so. But of course, Liz, wouldn't you know it, I've developed a chest rash. Really? What are the chances? Oh, I heard you talking about this on Chaos Chronicles. <laughs> and it's not you going have well. a, in your decolletage yes. area. 
Yes. You were trying to shape up your decolletage. Yes. And that's, I just cannot believe it. So I was bummed out about that. But here's the, my son, who's an escort, woke up this morning. He's like, look at this. And he has like one zit on his face. <laughs> so we're going to be blemished. But we're excited. We both have blemishes. And if well, I know I said this to you off the air. I'm amazed that debutante balls still exist or ever existed in California. It just seems so, I think of like the Waldorf Astoria or Houston, but um, Pasadena, old school, sticking to the old school ways. And this is not, I mean, I'm going to two, but there are five during the holidays. Really? So it is very active. It is a very active situation. Yeah, I, I've been out of it, so I, I have boys, so I wouldn't even be engaged. But I was surprised when I said, oh, I'm going to the, I said the dead ball. They're like, well, which one? There are five. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and yesterday I was buying um, costume jewelry because, as my friend told me, uh, people go to the vaults and get the good stuff out. And I don't have a vault or any good stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so. well, you have Chico's. You know, you, 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 get, you get often are successful getting the touch of sparkle at Chico's or I, TJ Maxx. That's what I decided, Liz. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to pretend to buy the fake tennis bracelet. You know, I yeah. just, I'm just going to go for what's clearly not real. <laughs> that's my strategy. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I may be, um, I may be stopping by your place this afternoon. I have a family Christmas gift to drop off. I know, I know last week they, we said there wouldn't be much of an exchange between your family and my family, me and Ferris, but, um, I came across a, I'll just give you one clue. Um, it's a, it's a sporting and gaming item that I think your family will enjoy. Oh, good. And it can go outside in your sporting and gaming area. Uh, so, uh, I'll just leave it at that, but there'll be some kind of drive by at some point today. For those of you listening at home, I know you think Leanne and I live in the same city, but really the distance from Santa Monica to Pasadena, it could be, that could be half a day back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) Right. And last night I tried to go see our brother, Brendan in Newport beach, California. I was going to go out with them on a boat for the boat parade through the Harbor at Newport beach. It normally takes an hour. I was on the freeway for an hour and a half. And I barely got, I, I, I was like, if you don't know, I was like barely at LAX from my house at the airport. So I knew I had another three hours to go. And literally. Would, yes. Yeah, and that literally. I would be missing the boat. Like the boat was leaving the dock <laughs> literally. At, at 530. So it's 430. You're in Manhattan Beach. You have no chance. So that's when I, that's when I turned around. Anyway, so I'll do a drive by Pasadena at some point. Today. I'm excited, Liz, because when you texted me yesterday and said, um, that you were going to do a drive-by. You know, I was standing at Pier 1, dying to buy some of their adorable Christmas things, but knowing in my heart I did not need any. You do not need any more decorations. But you know who needs some? The girls, The girls in Oregon. Okay. So come on by, Liz, <laughs> because I, I am stepping in where Mom would have gone for you. Oh, nice. Just... A touch a holiday, a touch a holiday for the Bend girls. Okay. So just come on by. Well, then I'm going to show you something that I have in the back of my car that I'm taking to Oregon. This is where I decided, like, the the one advantage to driving is you can take a lot of crap with you, right? Yes, you could, right. Uh, if you were on a plane, you wouldn't be taking a lot of holiday decorations. No, I would not have gotten you these. If you but were one of the gifts I got, an actual, like, work gift I got from a company that I do a lot of work with, it's just the cutest thing. I'd never seen this before, Leon, it is a reindeer pinata. 
<laughs> it's cute or it's horrible. It's, it's cute. It could, it's adorable. It could be really horrible, though, to smack Rudolph. <laughs> okay, well, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, I know. The, it just it's looks... It's all cute till people start hitting him, Liz. <laughs> well, it just looks cute hanging up. And yes. So the I was thinking about putting that uh, like in the front window in the little bend bungalow, like though maybe it would look like a reindeer hanging. Well, whatever. I, I'll sh- I'll show it to you. you. You can give me some suggestions on how to display my reindeer pinata, and um, yeah, and then I'll I can supplement it with okay with whatever you got at. Uh, I at think Pier you'll one. be pleased. I think you'll be pleased. I know I was pleased to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> so. You were just looking for an excuse to buy something. It, it literally, I was like, it was killing me not to buy these things. And then you said, oh, well, I'm stopping by. Because normally I was like, oh. All righty. Huh? Okay. Uh, well, all right. Well, keep in touch while you're in bed. Maybe we'll see touch. if we can do something. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I've heard all about the mashed potato bar. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, Monica is working right until Christmas morning, so she is driving down to Bend during the day uh, on Christmas Day. So she'll roll in in time for late afternoon, early evening festivities. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Great. Great. So, um, okay. Well, I'll see you this afternoon. See you later. All right. (laughs) And don't forget, everybody, the Stitcher Radio nomination still going. We would love it uh, if you could find some time on this busy weekend. A couple more days left to nominate us. And besides that, uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Those of you that are celebrating, we'll probably talk to you before the next, the new year. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you, you find your way. I'm going to watch you radiate, 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 radiate. We turn so slow, I know it's hard to wait. But take your time, son, it's yours to take. I'm going to watch you radiate, radiate. As you walk, you believe every part of the dream.